Welcome home. If you found your way here, you are definitely a part of my tribe. My name is Desrita Jackson. This is the Black Hair Conspiracy Podcast. And today's topic is the mindset. Well, first of all, let's just talk about how you change your perception of yourself. Image. We have, like you said, oh, they would call you Rico Suave because you were a certain complexion. You had that really curly hair. You, um, you were very good looking features. We have this image that is brought to us through whether it be magazines, television, pictures, a perception, right? And remember, I used to say perception is reality. Doesn't matter if it's truth. So you have more of a perception to people that you were, what, what goes along with that concept? Oh, they tend to be weaker or softer. So they had a perception that you were weaker or softer. It doesn't matter whether it was the truth. And so, therefore, they tested you and always regretted it. <laughs> but they, but so you was tested more because of other people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. And then whether you realize it or not, there could have been also a subliminal consciousness to yourself where you felt like you need to prove yourself more. So you were more on the edge. Because I remember oh, some of your friends and some of your, we would, all of us would get together and they'd be like, man, why was Watts looking at the person that way? Why did you look at him so hard? And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm just looking. I didn't even look. I was like, no, you be giving like some cold looks. See, and to my defense, <laughs> no, to defense. my defense, because it wasn't that I was, Looking, it's just that who goes places and not look at their surroundings? <laughs> like, bro, I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware. Like, mm-hmm. I'm aware of what's around me, who's there, and when somebody's staring at me, I stare back because I don't want to take turn away. Because I, and to my other defense, the moment I did turn away, mm-hmm. back at Chili's, I got hit with an iron cast skillet across my face, blindsided because mm. I turned away, mm. and I'm mm. like. Uh, you know, I'm because I thought about all that. Oh, everybody, I'd be staring at people. I'd be like, how am I right. looking? And in my head, I'm like, man, let me just turn away. I'm not even going to give it that much energy. Right. I'm going to just keep doing my job. I'm right. going to get these chips and sauces to these yeah. tables. I turn away, and bam, iron cast a skillet in my face. Right. And I'm like, so, it, and then after yeah. the end, I definitely didn't start turning away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it messed up your whole job. Lost all your teeth in that process you know and then once again people had a certain perception of you every time they met you not knowing that what you oh yeah that's when then this like era everybody thought i was on meth yeah people thought you they instantly thought i was a drug addict because no front teeth exactly not knowing the trauma you went through and what you and what happened to you and what can't be repaired you know perception once again you know doesn't matter if it's the truth 
our hair literally can control perceptions. And not only does it control how other people perceive us, but it switches our energy as well. It switches our, our thought process and how we see things. And remember, everything is controlled. When I say perception, is everything that's within the mind. That means it's how you view something. I'm the example. This is, I mean, not to go. I want to go on this road first before we come back. When I say perception and how it affects the mindset. If a woman wears, I'm going to say minority woman. Okay, it's important that you know that she's a, a darker or not, you know, she's a minority woman of any kind. If she wears a hair weave, she's considered what? How do you see it as a man? Be honest. Be no judge, no, no, no judge, John. No, that's so, why it, it don't yeah. work. You can't ask me that. Okay. I grew up in the house. Okay, yeah, okay, it's fine. Hair, you already, yeah, and, and, okay, like my stop. perception, and I'm a, I look, and like, I'm looking at how good it is, the quality of the right, hair. Right, right. If I can see the braids under it, if I see glue, if I see <laughs> if the shit look like she just washed no, it too many times. Right. Like, I, I, I don't have the same. Okay, so I won't ask you. Yeah, you can't general, ask me. In general, we look at a minority woman wearing a weave as a bad thing. Okay? I remember doing a... See, now, I look at a minority woman wearing a bad weave as a bad thing. <laughs> That's exactly what it should be. That's all it should be. Because technically, whether she wears a wig or a weave, there's nothing... It's about why she's wearing it. It's what is the purpose behind it, why she's wearing it. And I always say, look at the intent behind it. It's not about whether or not it's a good or bad thing. In fact, if a minority woman wears a hair weave or wig, we're looked down on. But we shouldn't be looked down on. We're actually the creators and the inventors of these things that we should be upholded to. Did you know? Did you know? Yes, I'm about to get to 1951. <laughs> but I'm going to get, before I get there, I got to go back. Did you know that wigs, when wigs were like the first invention, the first organic essence that we even know of a wig started in Egypt. It was through uh, um, the Egyptian. There was a great Egyptian dynasty and they actually called it the wig dynasty, right? He would adorn his, all the wigs that he wore with gold and jewels and emeralds. This is going 2000 BC. This is how wigs start in, 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 in the concept of Egyptians. I'm going to turn my phone off. Sorry about that. You have to have a high statue in order to have a wig, to even wear a wig. Now, of course, when they, came, when they come into the Egyptian um, dynasty, and you get other cultures coming in there and trying to conquer. And you get like your, your Alexander the Greats. And you get this time. There's a time travel that happens where things get stolen and taken. And to some people who don't know the history, they think a wig started back when um, William Shakespeare's era. When they started wearing wigs within the 1700s now. And white men would wear it and they adorned the wigs only. They had to have this prestige power. It was a symbol of wealth. It was a high symbol of class. If you wore a wig. 
And then even moving forward to the 1500s, the Jewish community, which to this very day, a woman, the Jewish woman wears wigs literally to cover their hair because they are taught biblical terms that if they expose their hair, their natural hair is only supposed to be exposed to people who are very intimate in their family, like family members, brothers. Um, it's supposed to be safe hair. Exposing their own hair is supposed to be safe when they are married because it's looked upon as a sexual power. So in, in today's terminology, in today's time, Orthodox Jews, Jewish women, wear wigs. They don't even explain. You don't even know they're doing it. They don't expose their natural hair. That is safe for their for their husbands. So, but if a, a black woman wears a wig, she's looked at as ghetto, putting money in the wrong area, poor. She's looked at as um, it's 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 like, why aren't you wearing your natural hair? If they knew the truth, your natural hair is so much power. You shouldn't be constantly damaging it. You shouldn't be constantly exposing it. We knew innately we had protective styles. And we're in a wig. And later we understood the weave concept. Once again, that's 1951. Invented by a black woman. Um, Christina Jenkins. Was a hairstylist. This black woman was just trying to find a better way to secure a wig for protective styles for hair. When she came across the concept, which we do, we are such of sewing that shit in. She, and then she patented it. Thank God she did, because you know somebody would have took it from her. She patented it. So in 1951, she discovered it. It took her a year. 1952 was patented. Mm -hmm. And she introduced the concept of a stronger, better protective styles for black women. And it was successful. And what the first thing happened? We did it. It's looked upon as a horrible thing. And I'm telling you right now, I don't even all the time expose. There's only a few people that can say they've seen my natural hair. But when I need my hair, when I need certain things out of my life, the whole purpose of the journey I went on to study and understand the science and physics behind that book. I will cut my hair if I need to. I will weave if I need to. I even put colors in. I tie it up at certain times. Just, a, I think about a month ago from the time we were doing this podcast, I went into a whole spiritual journey in which I tied my hair up, disconnected myself. I can tell you when it started, July 5th because of the sermon. That's a whole nother topic. But, and I went into a shutdown. Nobody could talk to me. Nobody could call me. Nobody could ask me for anything if it wasn't concerning business. I locked myself in my house and for eight days I went on my different uh, physical journey my hair journey, cleansing, and we could talk about that in another um, episode, but the process. And the minute I finished that, a great sum of money came to me. But I knew it would come. That was the point of this journey, was to magnify and to pull 
to get rid of certain people around me and to pull in the things I need to make. And it worked. I didn't even finish my full eight days before I got the phone call. Perception, once again. You know, doesn't matter if it's the truth. Our hair literally can control perceptions. This is Desrita Jackson with the Black Hair Conspiracy.